This is episode 267 of the AWS podcast, released on October 14th, 2018. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the AWS Podcast. Simon Leisha here with you. Great to have you back. And I have not one but two guests, and I have guests that span the globe. So I'm sitting here in Australia. I have one guest in the US and one guest in the UK. Uh, so someone's had to stay up late, and luckily it's not me. And uh, a bit of a warning, this is not going to be a technical podcast. This is going to be about people who work in technology uh, and uh, a little issue that comes up a lot, which is around you know, age, uh, youth, experience, uh, energy, wisdom, all those types of things. So I'm joined by two very special guests, both from the uh, proposals team. I'm joined by Alison Gumahart. Welcome, Alison. Hi, Simon. And Mike Gilmore. Welcome, Mike. Yeah, hello. I mean, just age before beauty there. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> Goodness. Yeah, it's going to be one of these podcasts, potentially. We're off to a ripper start. So, um, so, so Alison, Mike works uh, in your team for you. Correct. Uh, yes. So maybe uh, do you want to talk briefly about what your team does mm-hmm. and and what Mike does in your team, and then and then Mike, I'll unleash you as well. But you have to be quiet for the moment. <laughs> I have to be Sorry, quiet. Sorry, thanks, Simon. <laughs> Mike, you okay. can do that. So, well, um, so I manage the international proposals team for the AWS public sector. And for those of you who are not familiar with public sector, um, we have to respond to competitive solicitations from government. So my team is based all over the world. Um, Mike is, of course, in the UK, and they're responsible for actually pulling together all the different stakeholders, putting together the documentation that goes to the customer, and ultimately delivering our a proposal in Amazon fashion. So that's what my team does. And Mike is a a big part of that based in London, focused mostly on the UK, Middle East, and Africa. Awesome. So, so Mike, you, you've, you've taken the hit for us, and it's, I think, 11.30 at night in the UK yeah, it's okay. as we record this. Well, I think, as I said yeah. before- Wouldn't be the first late-night call you've been on, I'm guessing? No, all the time. <laughs> I'm up all hours because uh, I'm just dedicated my work, and so rarely go to sleep, actually. You are. You never sleep. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean. So, Mike, t- tell us about your background and, and how long you've been in the industry. Ah, uh, it's quite uh, it's quite complex that because my background when I got interviewed here, um, I had to have a look back over my CV and see how many jobs I'd done, and it was about twenty. So, if you want to take up an hour, I can tell you all about them. And um, it doesn't have to be a laundry list. Well, you know. <laughs> You know, how about a potted history? Well, you know what it is with old people; they just uh, sit around and ramble. Um, I'm not like that actually, but um, I could do if you wanted. But okay, potted history. Um, sort of uh, a writer started out in journalism, moved into um, being a vegetarian chef. Um, then I moved into running a, a building a theatre, uh, running a theatre, being a fly poster. Um, what else? I'm trying to remember now. It kind of goes, oh, yeah, I moved into PR for 16 years, did a bit of advertising, wandered around and found something else to do, which I can't remember. Oh, yeah. So after the PR, I think I was, um, I was with the world's largest sexual health charity, um, who uh, obviously benefited from my wisdom in that particular area. And, um, <laughs> then actually, yeah, the thing that the, the respectable job that I ended up doing, I suppose, uh, was with Deloitte for two and a half years as a proposal writer. And then when that came to an end, I was kind of um, thinking to myself, oh, God, I was thinking I'm 57. 
who wants to employ me. And so, so for the record, for, for the record, Mike, how how old are you at this point in time? <laughs> at the time of this um, are we talking chronologically, uh, mentally? Well, yeah, chron- chronologically, not how old you feel at this okay, point. Okay, no, time. I'm uh, chronologically. Oh, my computer's just gone dead. Um, chronologically, I am fifty nine years old. So, so, Alison. Al- mm-hmm. There was no. I was just was clarifying your age because I want to come back to Alison because Alison, you, you uh, you've had some interesting experiences because uh, you, you are not fifty seven. I am not. Um, but you you interview people of a wide range of experiences, etc. Mm-hmm. I think you get sometimes uh, some interesting responses to your your presence in the room. Is, I do that, that actually. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so um, I'm thirty two. Just for the record. Um, and so sometimes when I'm interviewing for these somewhat senior positions for AWS, um, I've had more than one candidate actually say to me at the end, um, so how are you going to like working for me? Or are you going to be reporting directly to me? And I have to take a step back and say, actually, no, um, I'm the hiring manager for this position. So you would be working for me. So I think, um, you know, being 32, sometimes people assume that I'm maybe a bit more junior than I am. So that's something that I've seen happen quite regularly. And I guess this is the, uh, the, the thing we want to talk about today, which is really the, 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 the unconscious assumptions and biases that can take place, particularly in technology, where there's kind of, on the one hand, this celebration of, of youth, uh, but also sometimes uh, negative views of, of millennials and, and people who are new in the industry. And similarly, there's the, the view of, oh, once you're, once you're over a certain age, you're over the hill and you don't know anything new. Um, so I thought this was a good opportunity to talk to, to two folks who who work together on a regular basis, who are of both ends of the spectrum, relatively speaking, age-wise, and, and and what works and what doesn't. And and I'm I'm keeping you both under a, a tight rein because once both of you get going, <laughs> it's hard to stop you. <laughs> but, <so>. um, <laughs> but I guess, uh, Alison, what do you see in terms of what? Uh, a person Can with I just say something there. Brings yeah, to I mean, you're showing a major youth bias there already, because the questions are the questions are directed. <laughs> I mean, what do you want? What do you want me to do? Just kind of murmur in the background, like a kind of. Uh... <laughs> oh, no, I was I was asking your manager what she thinks you do, and then I'm going to ask uh, you what you actually do. So that's uh, what we do. And and the, the fortunate thing for for full transparency in this whole conversation, I have no age bias because I'm directly between the two Ooh. of you. So I'm 47 years old. Oh, so I, I I'm like beautifully positioned you in between exactly the two. You are exactly in the middle. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm like Solomon. I'm no. There's no bias here. So, so Alison, what is yeah. what's Mike supposed to do? <laughs> <laughs> so. Like I said, Mike is supposed to respond to RFPs and and own proposals from beginning to end. I think one thing that he brought is all the different experiences and different industries, obviously a very varied background. Um, And he also has that autonomy that, you know, maybe not everyone on my team necessarily has. So because he's been doing writing and doing this kind of PR and proposal work for quite a long time, I have a lot of comfort in letting him kind of do things on his own, whereas maybe with a more junior level person, I wouldn't. Um, And I think the varied background is also a huge plus. So I've seen people who come into AWS since it's a very dynamic environment, a very peculiar culture, 
And if they've been at the same company for 30 years, for example, sometimes they'll struggle with that kind of change of pace and change of culture overall. But with someone like Mike, who has such a varied background, it was very easy for him to, to kind of fit right into how things are done here. Mm-hmm. And so, so Mike, it's interesting, you know, Alison called out that she could kind of let you go and just do do what needs to get done. Many people, when they when they join a team, they, they look to their manager for guidance or mentorship <laughs> or direction. Uh, and, and often, often that often that comes with just well, you've been doing it longer, so you must know more than I know, which is kind of a, a simplistic view, but often often takes place. You know, with with, with your work with Allison, how do you interact with Allison? Given that you've been around for longer, but oh, she how do I interact with? I mean, I find this because uh, I was thinking about this before uh, we set this up, and I was trying to think of uh, differences, but I couldn't really find any so i don't think there's any i don't think there's any real difference between working uh, working with her at the age of i don't know what she claims she is 32 um and and i don't i don't really feel any any age issues between me and my my colleagues at all um when i was interviewed uh, before i was interviewed I, th- I think Alison was my first interviewer and i looked her up on linkedin and i got the fright of my life um, because she looked kind of younger than my daughter. <laughs> and um, I just got this impression, I suppose, as you do being kind of older in the tech industry and so on, and thinking, you know, this is some total hotshot straight out of Harvard who, you know, is just some driving, thrusting individual, and I'm just going to be – she's going to wipe the floor with me. Um, and um, it wasn't quite like that. So I've, during all the time I've been working here, uh, it, there's never been that kind of. Uh, I've, I've, what my my prejudice was at the at the outset, I think, was completely blown away. This speaks to this speaks to diversity of experience in, in a team. And, and Alison, you've got you know a, a team that's more than just Mike. Obviously, how do you how do you uh, make the most of that diversity of experience? Well, I think for. For our job specifically, we're focused on international proposals. So I have a team of people who are in South Korea, in Luxembourg, in London, in the US. So that diversity of perspective about each of those government customers and the different cultural nuances that are taking place there, as well as obviously language skills and things like that has been a huge help and something that we literally could not do without this huge diverse team. Um, And I think it's also very interesting how my team has some people who have been doing proposals for years, some people who have done things that maybe aren't even traditionally proposal management, but they've kind of fit in in such a way to, I guess, meet the customer's needs in that specific country that they're focused on. And that's, that's the I guess, the, the complexity you're dealing with. You're not just dealing with uh, differences in in, in locations, but cultural differences, language differences, and then the, the diversity within the team. So the diversity is actually a strength. Yeah, a absolutely feature. a strength of our team. It's actually, we had a, um, for DC Summit, the team came out to, to the area and we actually had a little get together at my house where everyone had to bring alcohol from their home country. So we had, you know, gin from Scotland, we had soju, we had mezcal. Um, I think everyone got maybe a little drunker than they should have, but it was really good to see the the diversity I mean, that I we had there ages, in drink as well I as in people. <laughs> to bring, I forgot to bring some uh, some alcohol from the UK. 
I just drank everybody <laughs> just else's. Get to bring something. <laughs> yeah. Well, they don't have alcohol in the UK, yeah. so it's under, it's understandable no, no, they don't have a bunch of alcohol in the UK. Please yeah, go absolutely. ahead. And I think Simon. <laughs> sorry. Also, um, you know, talking about I guess the the prejudice. I think um, when I first started working with Mike, I did kind of think about, oh man, this guy is is older than my mom. No offense, Mike. Um, and I, I did think about it sometimes. And I actually have a mentor and I brought it up to her one day and her response was, that's your problem and you need to get over it. And so I realized it was more about me being maybe self-conscious and not, not I guess, confident enough in myself as a manager to think that I could to do that role and be the leader of a team of such a diverse group of people. Um, but once I kind of realized that it was my issue and no one else's, I think I got past the whole thing. And I also don't really see or consider the, the people's ages on my team anymore. That's really interesting, Alison. You never told mm. me that. Mm. How did you deal with it? Of course, I'm not going to tell you oh, that. Oh, that's great. <laughs> How did you deal with it? What did you think? How did you make it work? Does it work? Well, you know, I think it's all, it's, Again, just kind of about the confidence. So you have a very varied background. I'm kind of the exact opposite. So I joined AWS um, six and a half years ago, and I joined literally a week out of grad school. So my experience has really been just Amazon. So um, in the grand scheme of things, when you look at how quickly the public sector has been growing at AWS, I mean, six and a half years is almost like an eternity here. So I really just, I guess focused on the things that I knew how to do. I know how to do the job. I know Amazon. I know the people to reach out to. And so as opposed to questioning myself, like, I'm too young for this. I shouldn't tell them how to do things a certain way because they have more experience than me. I was able to bring the AWS experience that a lot of people weren't able to bring because most of the people on my team have been here less than a year. Um, Mike is the exception. He just hit two years. But um, I think just bringing that wealth of experience and knowledge from what I've been doing at the company helped me feel more confident and more able to to not think about the fact that I was younger than everyone else. And I think that the interesting thing, the interesting thing about that is that um, is a question of dependability. So I can depend on Alison because of her knowledge. Um, so that, and I kind of, there's a lot of things that she knows where all the skeletons or whatever it is are so that I can depend on her to, to find things for me or to tell me where to go, not in that sense, um, uh, whenever I need assistance. So that's great. Um, and sometimes, but sometimes I think to myself, and I think that's probably personal rather than age-related, I do wonder to myself exactly what is it that I bring um, to the company. So I can't give you an answer and I suppose I ought to have an answer for this. Um, and when I got the job, I said to my son, actually, um, who's almost as old as uh, Alison, I said to him, why on earth have they appointed me to this job? And um, I don't quite understand it because my experience is so diverse, but it's not uh, focused on tech or anything. And um, he said to me, so that's where I took the learning from. He said to me, don't be ridiculous, Dad, because you've got such a wide experience in so many different places that that's precisely what they hired you for. And it is that it's that diversity of thought, I think, that becomes really powerful when you're attacking problems and, and situations. You're oh, bringing you different perspectives. So I'll tell you what, I got because uh, you know, I did you, do some research yeah? and I got a um I got a quote from a guy called Chip Conley 
who's a strategic advisor at Airbnb, and he was 52 when he was approached for the job. Um, and he'd never used Airbnb and possibly didn't even know what it was. Um, and he said, um, because, because he was so uninformed, he said, uh, the quote is, my best tactic was to reconceive my bewilderment as curiosity and give free rein to it. And I really think that um, he's hit the nail on the head for me um, because I do have a level of bewilderment, um, which is slightly lessening after two years. Um, and so because you're bewildered, you become curious uh, as long as you don't get kind of um, – as long as you don't get defensive, um, you get curious. Um, and that, of course, is a essential principle. Yeah, that's a, I think that's a really interesting aspect. And, and you've, you're right, you've tied that into one of our key leadership principles, which is learn and be curious. And that's that's a, a an invitation for everyone to to reassess, reevaluate what they know and what they think they know versus what's, what's changing. And I think I often hear it articulated as a, a strong idea is loosely held. Yeah, I think if you pull it back to the question of um, if you pull it back to the question of age, uh, it is about um, maintaining that um, curiosity and then allying it with experience. Um, and I don't think that necessarily everybody who's old has that curiosity, um, and I don't think everybody who's young does. So you reach the point where you reach the point where you're just saying actually age is irrelevant. And it is a kind of um, boring old truism to say it's about attitude. Um, but ultimately, I'm afraid it is. I agree and, with that. Um, I think the learning yeah, and the constant curiosity definitely keeps you young. But I will yeah. also say and, and I, sorry, Mike. You will. No, I will. No, no, you will. Also I will say, also say, you know, there's times where sometimes I, you know, make fun of my parents or I think, oh my God, they're so dumb. They don't know how to use the iPhone. And so I'm showing my mom how to, you know, post something on Instagram and laughing at her. And she's actually said to me, you know, I didn't laugh at you when I was teaching you how to use a fork, which I never really thought of before. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> I'm remembering that one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like, you know, you can think, oh, this person's so dumb and so behind me because they don't know X. But meanwhile, they're probably thinking the same thing about why. So that really gave me a good perspective. There's a lot of things I can learn from my parents and vice versa. And there's a lot of things that you can learn from from people as old as Mike or as young as me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a bad having that open mind. I remember there was a an old song I think my mum always liked to listen to. That I never quite understood till I got older myself. And it's, I think it goes something like uh, – I know what it's like to be young, but you don't know what it's like to be old. Mm, that's a good point too, yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's true. It's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> there's, there's pros and cons to both things. I've got a profound French quote, I think. Um, <laughs> oh, I can't trump a profound French quote from an English yeah. oh. <laughs> I don't know who it came from. And I think it's um, – I won't say it in French. I think it translates as if the young could do what the old know. So um, – Oh, I like that one. Yeah. Very I good. don't know if you can work it out. I'm not actually sure I can. And the other one I got with that was um, uh, to be old and wise, you must first have to be young and stupid. I like so, that one. Um, <laughs> Definitely <laughs> like that one. <laughs> no, no. Uh, but I was thinking that we, we kind of rambled around a bit, haven't we? And um, not <clears> been <throat> thoroughly focused on the question. And I think the question is, so the question is, 
really um, about working together, mm-hmm. young and old people. And for me, the environment here, and I don't think it's necessarily common, but the environment here means that it really makes no difference. And I work um, as uh, in an environment which is really, really flat. So there's no hierarchy at all. Um, and that's reflected as well. So th- that's one aspect of my work. It's a flat hierarchy. And then there seem, there is no prejudice with regard to, to age. It's only, the only thing that matters is being able to do the job. And I think that maybe we're having this discussion, uh, in a company which is probably quite uncharacteristic. Or maybe, uh, maybe, uh, with, by having this discussion, we can, uh, Inspire others to 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 look at their own scenarios and situations and teams and uh, try and weave in some of what you guys have done. So, Alison, you get the last word. Is there anything you'd like to uh, to share with the listeners? Yeah, I think you know, looking at a company like Amazon, I think we are probably pretty unique in the fact that we have such a diversity of thought and we're a flat organization that focuses more on delivering results than we do on how long you've been in the role. Um, and I think that's been very successful. Like, like Mike has mentioned earlier, the diverse perspectives from the people on our team has given, given us the ability to really think big, come up with new ideas, things that maybe I wouldn't be able to see because I've been at AWS for six years. Mike is able to see because he comes from a totally different background, despite the ages, despite race, color, sexuality, all those kinds of things. Um, I think the diversity of perspective at Amazon is really what makes our organization so successful. So I'm glad that my team is so diverse and I'm glad that Mike is on my team. So thanks for that. I don't really think that Alison should have the last word um, because, <laughs> because I'm, I'm more senior um, and therefore my <laughs> more experience. Point, Mike. Go ahead. More experience. <laughs> Therefore, your voice carries more weight. Is that yeah, the, my the opinions thing? Yeah, are far exactly, more important. Exactly. And um, well, yeah, luckily, I'm going to no, try. No, but, <laughs> but another another quote that I got um, was there was an article about AWS, which was saying that we kind of bucked that trend about tech and youthfulness and so on. And the quote that I've got, I've got a couple actually, and. The first one said the company put such a premium on independent groups working fast and making their own decisions. It requires a particular skill set, which generally involves a great deal of field experience. So the experience is necessary. And the second thing that um, uh, was said was that um, older people have a different, uh, more nuanced nuanced approach to solving problems. Um it's different. It doesn't necessarily mean it's better. But if you combine the two, um, then I think that gives you a really uh, full and rounded perspective on any particular problem. And it also means that you get um, you get um, a far wider range of ideas coming in. And it's all about it's all about ideas and problem solving because that's the thing that ultimately, if people say to me, "Why do I enjoy working here?" and it's because it's all about problem solving and in that sense it's perfectly suited to someone of my age definitely well mike thanks so much for taking the time and staying up late for us and uh, joining us on the podcast today it's a delight and allison you do get the last word (laughs) thank you for 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 being really open and 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 uh and honest about sort of the the whole you know how that process works i think it's really useful for everyone yeah thanks so much for having us i hope that people find this useful and like you mentioned maybe other people will 
follow suit and have a more diverse workforce overall. That's great. And thanks everyone for listening. We do love to get your feedback. AWS podcast at amazon.com. And until next time, keep on building.